talk sports. She does not reach her 96th birthday. Is that yeah. what we're going with? I'm saying the queen gets to, uh, yeah, yeah. Queen works. Elizabeth II will not reach her 96th birthday. What if she just turned 93, though? Can it be? You said 96th birthday. I'm not counting down the days of when she's halfway through her years. Can it be 96 or two and a half years? She won't make it to September of 2022? Yeah. Airing every day from noon to three. Okay, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll uh, unless she turns 96 before You that. don't get to have it both ways. Why not? Which one is it, bro? Uh, over two and a half years. What a dummy. Her birthday's April 21st. Damn it! <laughs> Got him! You said the initial thing was 96. And then so. you asked me for a favor, and I said yes. Oh two and a half God. years. She's not going to make it that long. Ames go September 25th, 2022, Cam. Queen Elizabeth will no longer be with us. Seems like a long time. I will she's got great health care, though. It's just sick to me that you say she's going to die. On 1340 WKG. If I had to pick a Super Bowl team at this juncture. Oh, hold on, Jordan. We got, a, we got some breaking news. The queen has died. Oh, no. What? The queen has whoa, died. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Two board bets. Whoa, whoa, it's whoa. come across. According to CNN, oh. Queen Elizabeth II has died peacefully at Buckingham Palace. What? Hour number two, kicking off in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Let's hit some news. Well, thank you, John. You're welcome. The Lakers will rele- reassess LeBron in two weeks, it says. Yeah, it's not good news. I read this as release. It's not good news, <laughs> The Lakers boy. will release LeBron. They're going to reassess him in two weeks. Hopefully he'll be all right. Uh, in other news, in uh, L.A., the Dodgers' Gavin Lux will miss the 2023 season with a torn ACL. Uh, so uh, bad news today if you're an L.A. sports fan. Falcons release Mariota. Cam, how do you feel? Good. This is perfect. Knew it was going to happen. We have so much money. Cam was so excited for Mariota. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did what he needed to do. Arthur did was he? Created. Yeah, he was a stopgap until <laughs> we got what'd Desmond he, in there. What'd he do? It was a stopgap. So the Arthur Smith's still good at play calling, can be creative. He made games entertaining by being really bad. Okay. Also, the uh, Giants released on the team, uh, so Galladay. I hope he never plays again. Yeah, Kenny Galladay was, uh, you know, signed a big contract with the Giants and basically didn't play at all last year until like, the last couple of games. But the only he was in, he was actually making a couple plays and hustle plays, I guess, when he thought maybe I better put something on film or yeah. maybe this team could win. I don't know. but What a finesse by him. Sort of. Ruined his career a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I got to imagine if he does get a deal, it'll be like a one-year, like, $3 million prove it still, deal or something. They still owe him, like, $4.5 million. So yeah. he'll have at least $4.5 million next year regardless, yeah. so – Go prove it somewhere for a year. The Bills defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, is taking a year off from coaching, the team announced. It's a big loss for their defense. Does it say why? Just family stuff, I guess? Or He clarified he did not want to retire and was adamant about returning to coaching. Uh, he just wanted to take a step back, I guess. Just take a year off. It's a big loss. Hmm. He says he plans to return for 2024, according to the team, but they said they weren't sure if his return would definitely be with the Bills. Interesting. So I don't don't know there. He might uh, might get canned. Maybe you know because they'll bring somebody else in to run the defense. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Somebody's got to be there unless they just promote from within and just let, let, let like a linebackers coach or secondary coach or whomever yeah, run it. Know. The Packers GM remains non-committal on a starting quarterback for this season. Aaron Rodgers said he's gonna make a quick decision, bro. Like this is like, was like three weeks ago. Make him make up your mind. Yeah, bro, you're out of the you're out of the darkness. You should be ready. You're out. Yeah, I thought he was going there to make up his mind. The GM was asked about Rodgers. He said, "Well, he's a great player, but until we have those conversations, I think all options are on the table right now. We really need to." He says, "But we really do need to have those conversations." It seems like he's up against the clock here. We want what's best for the Packers and what's best for Aaron. So we'll get to that once those conversations happen. 
Tennessee football coaches, administrators uh, committed NCAA violations. Former, How do you feel? T- former Tennessee coaches given show causes ranging from three to five years by the NCAA. Tennessee has not been given any penalties yet, but those could still be coming, says yeah, SEC NCAA, Mike. Yeah, the NCAA, in the statement they released, it did not say that the door was closed on the school. It did not say whether or not they were punishing the school either, but <clears throat> something to keep in mind when you're worrying about you know that and what's going on with Tony and just you know all of that. Maybe it adds together, maybe it doesn't, because none of these football coaches are still here. But four coaches received a show cause as well. Well, I hope uh, the school doesn't get punished for anything. Yeah. Like, it seems like, I mean, I remember, you know, last year they were talking about how, or maybe it was two years ago at this point, how the you know the NCAA said that Tennessee had been a model example of how schools are supposed to handle this. So mm-hmm. you would hope that, you know, that would be taken into consideration. But also, again, like whenever you're, Kind of back in it with baseball a little bit. It's not not the best timing for for Tony V. Tennessee basketball at home tonight against Arkansas, nine o'clock Eastern time on ESPN two. Carl Ravitch and Jimmy Dykes will be on the call. My least favorite crew. Yeah, Jimmy was really getting on my nerves the other night. Every game he was doing the other night is really on my nerves. Maybe it was A&M. The A&M game is making me so mad. He gets on my nerves, too. Let's put Dane on there. Dane's great. I take Dane on every game. I like that little dweeb he's got with him, too. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That partner's name uh, is. That little nerd. Yeah, whatever his name is, I like him, too. He kind of looks like uh, the NBA commissioner. A little bit. Have you seen these comments from... Uh, Deion Sanders? I have. On his recruiting? I have. Controversial comments. Deion essentially says um, when he's recruiting for a quarterback, he looks for a two-parent household, a 3.5 GPA, and leadership skills. Is Deion Sanders married, by the way, Cam? Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Okay. He's still married to Shador's mother, I guess. I think so. Okay. So when you want a quarterback, you look for a two-parent household, 3.5 GPA, leadership. However, he says, when recruiting a defensive end, he prefers an athlete from a single-parent home, barely making it on free lunch, who is hungry to get their mom out of poverty. Got that dog in them. People are criticizing him for his, uh, his stance on this. What do you think? I mean, I feel like it's like a, an old cliche. I don't feel like it's saying something that people don't joke about all the time. Mm-hmm. The idea of, like, you want your defensive lineman to be nasty. Now, you could say it's harmful to say that, like, you know, to poke fun at, at single mothers of kids coming out of poverty. Could also say if I was a good four star or five star defensive lineman that came from a two you know family household or a two parent household, maybe you'd be offended too. Yeah, he's also yeah. kind of calling you soft. I also thought like what would happen if it was like Josh Heupel saying this? <laughs> yeah, we don't really recruit the good kids to play defensive line. We want the the goons that are trying to make it up out of the trenches. Like eh, if a, if a white head coach had said that, like would would that have been like a oh shucks ha ha ha? No. No, I think Josh Heupel would be getting blasted nationally if he had said that. What if it was, I mean, I don't know, I guess there aren't really any, are there any cool white coaches who used to play football? Because Dion gets afforded a lot because he played, right? Like Dion. Philip Fulmer. Mm-hmm. Dion was, you know, primetime and really, you know, media star or at least He's a media just personality. Been out there, like, yeah, person. yeah, like he gets afforded some things that other coaches probably don't as well. But. I do think there's a little bit of that, too, like if there was a white coach saying, no, we, we, we want the the goons, the poor kids to play defensive line, somebody I can get out of the hood. We'd be like, wait a second, whoa. <laughs> since it's Dion. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to let a white guy say that. And since he's black, it does probably get perceived a little bit differently. Although I saw, I, mean, I saw a lot of former players like Marcus Spears 
who is obviously a black former player. He's like, this isn't funny. This is harmful. If I had said that, you would have scoffed. I would have said, be careful. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's a double standard. But, no, I mean, you had, you know, I, I don't know how many white analysts and media people I saw stepping up, but, like, I did see Marcus Spears, but this is not funny. Mm-hmm. It's harmful. Like, this isn't cute. You know, he's, of course, a defensive lineman who played in the SEC and the NFL. Did he have a single mom? I don't know what his background was, but if he did, he probably didn't find it was funny. And if he came from a good family, he probably didn't think it was funny either. You know, I came from a single-parent household. Maybe I could have gotten away with saying it. Maybe you could have been a defensive end. You're too soft, though. What? You're too soft. If you were came from a single home. Too soft? And you were, like, a really good lineman, then, yeah, maybe. I was. No, you weren't. I, what are you talking you about? played for two years. And you didn't I, like no, I only play. I played for four and years. I started go. for two. Okay, you, you, first of all, you didn't play for four. You said that there was so th- well, three. You high said school. that no freshman got to play. So no, don't try to start padding your resume. I wish the truth's already out. I wish you could have been a defensive lineman on an opposing team. The thing is, I would have been at the level I saw the guys that you were playing against. I would have been. I would have been a defensive yeah. lineman. Yeah, and you would have been what's called pancake. Yeah, like yeah. just like they were. So Jeremy Pruitt getting a show cause, huh? You know, it's too bad. I, I really I hate to see that for him. Are you sure Pruitt's name was on there? No. It was assistant environment. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think Pruitt's name was on there just yet. I, I think I saw that. Coaches under Pruitt? Yeah, like oh, Shelton Felton, Nita Meyer. Let me see if I can get the name. Yeah, so like, if your name's Shelton Felton, you deserve a show cause. He reminds me cause. of Thurman Merman. Uh, yeah, Sports Illustrated said that. Ryan Niedermeyer, Shelton Felton, Director of Player Personnel Drew Hughes, and Student Assistant Michael Magnus. They're the ones who reached a negotiation with the NCAA. So, like, I don't know if Pruitt's still kind of fighting it. They're still trying to figure out what they're giving him, if they're going to lay him on Alabama staff, or what the hell is going on there. But he was not one of the four named in the story. Want me to make you a sandwich? Yeah, I would love a sandwich. Have you seen this man casually shooting a homeless guy in the head in broad yeah, daylight? that was wild. I don't watch, Jesus Christ. This I don't is, watch videos like that. I know that you don't, wild. but to know I, the answer I feel is no, like I haven't you, seen it. I think you should, though. No. I know there's I know there's evil out in the world. I don't but I think you need to see it to really appreciate how appreciate evil it, it is. No, I don't want to appreciate it. I, well, you, well, by appreciate, I mean... You, when you tell to, me a man shoots somebody in the head... At, point blank range I, I got a pretty good idea of how evil it is i don't think you can just turn a blind eye to i'm not turning a blind violence. eye. there's a lot of evil out there i don't need to watch it though by not watching it that's turning a blind eye to violence nope turning a blind eye is ignoring it i'm not ignoring it i recognize i haven't heard there. you mention it i don't do the news you do the news that's true but you knew this was happening no oh intimate not until, not until you told me a couple of uh segments ago Chris Rock is ready to talk about Will Smith's Oscar slap. Did you know, did, you might have mentioned this. I don't know if we mentioned this or not. Are you crying? Yeah, you just told me a guy got shot in the head. Yeah, it seems to be really affecting you. Um, why would you do that with a skillet full of jelly beans? It doesn't make sense. Anyway, to show you the March, power of this pop. March 4th, you know, they're doing the live stream on Netflix. Did we mention that yesterday after we talked about seeing him? Yes. Okay. You said what? Netflix or doing it live? Well, did I tell you about the all the ensemble they were going to have? No. Kareem's going to be there. What the hell's Kareem going to do? Just talk. Um, Kareem's going to talk. I don't know. Who the hell wants to hear Kareem get up there? And Jerry talk? Seinfeld, Amy okay. Schumer. Oh god. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. They're, well, they're doing like the pre-show, and then there's going to be a post-show that's like David Spade, Dana Carvey, Kareem. And somebody else. I don't know. Around dissect it, kind of do with the Norm McDonald thing. I guess I don't know why Kareem's a part of it, but um, I couldn't remember if we had that yesterday about the. It's airing live on Netflix on March fourth, though. I'm really excited about it. It's Saturday night. Okay. One U.S. beach has made TripAdvisor's top ten list. Wait, what? One U.S. beach made TripAdvisor's top ten list of greatest beaches in the world. Is that surprising, or are we happy to be that to be even have one on there? Is it an accomplishment? I would have thought maybe we had more than one. Yeah, but that's what I was wondering. Is you it know how many countries there are? No, yeah. Yeah, 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 there's, there's a lot. I'm sure yeah, but, but as there. an American, I'm very ignorant of other 
countries and cultures. Like to me, the best beaches Having are one on America. there is probably pretty cool. Where's yeah, that? Is, yeah, it in, is it in Hawaii? I would I would guess it yeah, is probably. That's our only shot. Let's see. The Caribbean got three spots on the list, including the number two spot, Eagle Beach in Aruba, number five, Grace Bay Beach in Turks and Caicos, and Veradero Beach in Cuba. So let's see. The top ten list. Yep, the U.S. beach was Maui. Kanopoli Beach, ranked number ten. I know about to say to become a ten, exactly. Kanopoli. That checks out. Hmm. Now, we did have, the list extends beyond number 10. We did have a couple others uh, right on its heels. At number 11 and 12, we had Siesta Beach in Florida, Siesta Key, and Jekyll Island, Georgia's Driftwood Beach. Wouldn't have thought of any Georgia beaches as That's being. That's because it's so unique, I think. Is it? What's unique about it? Well, like the Driftwood Beach. Like the, the wood all that drifts up? Like, well, <laughs> just a lot of driftwood? Yeah, honestly, just all over the beach. And stuff. Must be. I'm still reading this damn Brittany Griner article trying to get to the bottom of this. What are you trying to figure out? Oh, if I ever figure it out, I'll let you know. She's a woman. You got any other headlines? Um, well, just to reiterate from yesterday that zero-calorie sweetener is linked to heart attack and stroke. I know I had that yesterday, but remember it. Stop using aspartame. If you don't want to have a heart attack and a stroke. Cam, send us a break. Back on the program. Anything you're looking for at the combine this week, Cam? Um, I just like seeing the 40 times... Stuff like that. Like to see how the balls do, how they show up, how they perform. I'm intrigued to see Hyatt's forty time. If he's running, I hope he's running. And um, I'd imagine if I'm Hyatt, I gotta run, right? Yeah. I mean, like that's, that's your bread and butter, pretty much. I mean, I guess you could say like, hey, just check the film. Like, I, mm-hmm. there would be a part of me that would be tempted just to say that, right? Like, yeah. Like, hey, go out and uh, just watch me blow past Alabama for five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like, watch me run past LSU's defensive backs. I don't need to go out here and run because football speed and running in short speed is different. And I'm faster on the football field. But I would imagine if you're him, you can go out there and still run a something in the four threes. You would right? think so. You probably think you have a shot to break the record. I don't know. I feel like just mentally, you would think you're that fast. I don't know if he actually is that fast. What's I, the I record? It. Is it four, four two, two two? Okay. If I remember correctly, who holds that? Is that John Ross or Chris Johnson? I think it was John. I think it was John Ross. Somebody actually may have broke that. I wasn't sure if Ross actually beat Chris Johnson or not. I think I thought, Dre Archer was up there at one point. I thought Ross might have, but then like they discovered it, it was like slightly wind dated or something, and Johnson's record stood. But I might be wrong. I just yeah, no, Chris definitely doesn't have it anymore. Um, okay. Um, it is. John Ross still, yep. Yeah, with a 4 Okay. Which, <clears throat> I mean, if you are Jalen Hyatt, maybe you don't want to run that then because John Ross didn't really pan out in the NFL. It's not like yeah. he, he's necessarily a uh, a feather in the cap for speed meaning everything at the NFL but combine. But you would think you would you have a shot to be the fastest receiver there. Um, at the combine and put that on just you know on record. Would we be surprised if he wasn't the fastest receiver? That that's <laughs> at least like in the first two rounds graded. I mean, there might be some burner or something that's like yeah. That. In first two rounds, I would say I would think he's the fastest guy. And like you said, there is probably somebody else that's just a burner. If it's gonna be like a John Ross type, it's just always been fast. Um, that's the fastest forty time, a four point two two at the NFL Combine. Yeah. Hmm. Fastest ever recorded at the NFL combine. Like, yeah, the, like legit timed. Where like, else laser do they record forties? Pro mean, days, I'm, but those are stopwatches. Yeah. Um, you got the stuff where like we did it. You know, we did it with like Christian Coleman. We did it here. He broke that. He was faster than that. He was faster than a four two two. Yeah, he did like a four one six if I remember right. Hmm. I don't know how many places are doing like legitimate timing though. 
Yeah, yeah, most aren't. That aren't um, like, well, I'm just saying, like, that aren't like football related. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, like, track doesn't really do 40 yard dashes usually, right? No, I mean, so, like, they, yeah, they don't, they do a 60 is the shortest thing. Right, but. so there wouldn't be too many, like, other places that are officially documenting this. I'm looking right now at the receivers, just kind of this NFL draft buzz. I don't know how legitimate it is or whatever, mm-hmm. but they're, they got Quentin Johnson, the TCU wide receiver, as running a 4 4, which is his size. That's a. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. At six four two fifteen. Yeah. I mean, he was really fast in that Michigan game when he broke that one tackle and outran everybody. Yep. Pretty damn fast there. Jordan Addison is right as the number two receiver right now. He's running a four three nine. They think Hyatt can run a four two nine. Okay, yeah, you break four three, you're you're up. You're obviously in rare company. That's what uh, they have him at. Uh, Josh Downs from North Carolina four three four. So I think he's got that speed too. There's a Nebraska receiver. I think it's supposed to be a burner. I saw someone saying that they think that uh, Tillman can get into the four four range. That'd be good for him. That'd be huge for him. Yeah, I mean at six three, you know, two fifteen. I mean, we just talked about Quentin Johnson. I mean, I, I would think if Tillman could run. When they say the four four range, they mean four four zero or just like anything in the four fours. They'd say like yeah, four four. It could be like a four four four. With like um, a, what about four four seven? Is that considered a, in the four four range? Yeah. Okay. Which I, I would – if, him, if so I'm him and I get five? low sub four or four fours, uh, yeah, that's a really good uh, really good time for you there yeah. at that size. So. Yeah, I could get him into the first-round range because, you know, it feels like I haven't seen a lot of buzz about him lately. Yeah, I haven't either. He's uh, You've seen Hyatt move up and down on the draft boards a lot. Um, Anthony Richardson, I think, is going to be interesting just to see. His numbers are going to be ridiculous, I feel like. I got ratioed yesterday by Titans fans and Vol fans alike. I uh, said that I was – I think I'm on board with the Titans drafting Richardson at 11. And I got met with a lot of, you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, if I the, the issue is he's not going to be ready to play right now. Like, he, he is going to be a year well, two, that's, two guy, which that's, is fine. That's why I was perfectly fine with me. Just let – Ryan Tannehill played for yeah. one more year, and then like he's off the books. Like yeah. that—that was my line of thinking. Was yeah, give me yeah. a quarterback who could sit for a year, mm-hmm. and then you you you'll put him in there in year two. Because yeah, I think we could I mean, still compete with you know Ryan Tannehill next year, mm-hmm. and I think Anthony Richardson is the ultimate like lottery ticket in this draft. Yeah, no, for sure. You you can't teach talent like that. Obviously, with the size, the speed, the arm power. But then um, everyone cam called me an idiot. If you can unlock him, if you can unlock him, get somebody that can get him to play consistent. Like yeah, he'll he'll be he'll be a problem at the next level. Um, but yeah, it's just it's one of those wild cards. A lot of people are gonna compare him to Trey Lance. Um, as just being a raw prospect, not a lot of games. Well, if you're gonna compare him to Trey Lance, then I mean like the guy running the Titans was there. Yeah, yeah, fair. Whenever the 49ers traded for Trey Lance, now he might have been against it. They all, like, they've said about Rand Carthen that, like, he was the late round guy, right? Like, he did a lot of the scouting mm-hmm. and, like, a lot of the undrafted free agents. Probably gets credit for, like, Jawan Jennings and a couple of, you know, for their fourth, fifth, sixth round picks. But he was there in the building when they went and did kind of a similar thing. Like, hey, we're going to trade draft picks to get Trey Lance because we buy into, like, his tools and his ceiling, and then we're going to sit him for a year behind Jimmy Garoppolo. That would be exactly what the Titans are doing. Yeah. Where do you stand, Cody, on these quarterbacks? Do you think about them at all, like in in the sense of like Bryce Young? Do you think he's special in the NFL? Do you think CJ Stroud's special? I don't know how it translates yeah. from college to the NFL. Well, that's what because I can tell watching, people. Watching Bryce Young play in college, I think he might be the best college quarterback that I've seen since Lamar Jackson. You felt that way about Bryce Young? I thought, yeah. Just in terms of being a winner, making his team better, I thought he was a great player. I, I think he's my favorite quarterback that I've seen just, just play, just watching a guy play. Yeah. But, again, I don't know how that translates to yeah, the he, NFL. He measured at what? Would it come in at five, ten and a half? Yeah. So he's basically Cody size out here? like. And I th- Well, not quite. But And then I think that uh, – I think Stroud, I think he's really good too. Stroud to me, this might sound dumb, and this might not age well because I I don't know how to evaluate quarterbacks either, and I don't think the NFL knows how to evaluate quarterbacks either. Like I was watching first take this morning, they were asking Mel Kiper like the most NFL ready quarterback. He's like, who's ready in this class to come in and play right away? He's like, I hate that question because when they asked everyone that a couple years ago, everyone said Josh Rosen, 
and that was in a draft right. with Josh right. Allen and Lamar Jackson, and like yeah, and he's yeah. like everyone's like Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, he sucked. Sometimes it doesn't well, always like. I don't think that the way that the NFL scouts evaluate quarterbacks is always perfect. But what I was going like, to say is, like, I have as many questions about what C.J. Stroud is going to do at the next level mm-hmm. as I do Anthony Richardson. Just because, like, yeah, C.J. Stroud was great against Georgia. What's the rest of those games that year, man? Like, what's the one the week before against Michigan or two weeks ago before that against Michigan? He was pretty bad against well, Michigan. Well, and, and, and some of us just – And the, the Ohio State history, too, of, like, that system hasn't translated really well to quarterbacks. They've never had a level. quarterback. I mean, Justin Fields might be the first, but, like, he's He's not. best recently. (laughs) But, I mean, like, he hasn't proven anything yet, more so than just being, like, untapped potential. I mean, like, he's the same thing that people are saying, well, don't take Anthony Richardson because of this. Like, that's the same thing C.J. Stroud, or at least uh, maybe not C.J. Stroud, but every other Ohio State quarterback has been. The same thing Justin Fields has been. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think a lot of it is what system you get into and if it's a good fit and if you have a good coach and if you have a good defense and you have a good team around you. I think that's got a lot to do with it. How the uh, organization builds around you and how set up for success you are. Because there might be some really good quarterbacks that play for bad teams. 100%. And they just never get out of that, and you don't really know how to really analyze them. Well, like in the Titans, I'm, I'm, so, I'm talking strictly from a Titans perspective. Like I would think that we have a pretty good culture and a pretty, you know, pretty good idea of how we would manage that not saying that we've had the best luck with quarterbacks we have the most offensive talent or anything or a best offensive coaching or whatnot but like i think the culture would be pretty good it's not like you're sending them to like a perpetual loser like if i'm drafting a quarterback and i'm the houston texans uh you know i've got a little questions about you know the way the texans have been run the last couple of years now maybe that's mm-hmm. different now with D'Amico ryan's but like I and mean, they fired one-year coaches back-to-back years right i mean like lovey smith only got one yeah. year and they gave the I don't even remember the guy's name was that they got from Baltimore. They gave him a year and fired him. Yeah, I can't remember his name. <laughs> like, maybe that's different now, but that, that organization I'd be a little you know, more worried yeah, about taking it. It's huge on who you go to, I think, for quarterbacks. I think Sometimes so, you got to have a coach like that's willing to mold his system to the quarterback. Some coaches are stubborn. They're like, oh, we're going to make the guy run my system instead of being like, hey, like Baltimore is like, oh, we're going to adjust to Lamar. Right. We're going to fit what works for him. I mean, even Patrick Mahomes. Would Patrick Mahomes have been as successful at any other uh, pro, uh, franchise? I no. I think so. I, I, won't I think say best yet, case scenario. I won't say it. yes or no. Like, I, I can't say it because we haven't seen it. But, like, mm-hmm. I would have questions if he ended up like, in Cleveland. I would know? guess no. Yeah, like if he ended up dev- in that. Yeah, I mean, he, like, he may have still been good, but he who, wouldn't have been at this level. Who but. has gone to Cleveland and not died? Sure. I mean, now maybe there'd be somebody that could do it. And like maybe Patrick Mahomes is just special. But like, I do know that a good team, a good franchise traded for him, let him sit for a year, and he looked a lot more polished than he probably would have coming out of Texas Tech. But again, maybe he's special. Maybe we don't know. He's maybe. talked about how that good, too, uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's been like, hey, I didn't know how to read a defense coming out of college. And he gave Eric Bieniemy a lot of that credit, yeah. right? Like he said, Bieniemy's kind of helped him grow. And Andy Reid, of course, is known mm-hmm. as the quarterback whisperer. Yep. How different could Tom Brady's career have been if he ended up in with the Jets or the yeah, who, whoever, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, if he didn't have – I mean, he probably wouldn't have been a starting quarterback for a while because – when he first came in, he was just game manager that led a really good defense and special teams, let them win games, and he was just not messing it up. Like yeah, I think system forever. and fit. He eventually got pretty good, Cam. System, fit, all that is probably underrated in terms oh, of just – because I feel like a lot of this, especially with talking about the combine, a lot of it is measurables and, mm-hmm. oh, then look at this guy. Look at him throw into a trash can or whatever. Like – and I don't know how that, also, much that really tells you about it. They're actually very important. A... I was reading something the other day, and basically starting athletes in the NFL, 80% of them score like uh, in the top, like like a, the relative athletic score is the way a lot of people combine these numbers from the combine, stuff like that. It goes on a scale from 1 to 10. I think 80% of starters are in the like uh, a 7 or higher on the relative athletic score, and it's very rare that you have players like under five or in the low range. So the athletics matter. Um, yeah, but I mean, position coaches or positions in football, yeah, you need to be athletic. I, quarterback, I don't know. I mean, it's trending that way. Quarterbacks mm-hmm. are getting more and more athletic. The, yeah. the day of the pocket passer, you know, you, you look at some of the worst quarterbacks of the year this year, like there's a reason, like, the Colts just look so ugly when Matt Ryan's old ass is out there barely able to move around. No offense, mm-hmm. Cam. But, like, he couldn't really move anymore. And, like, 
they're like, hey, should we just go to Sam Ellinger? At least yeah. he can move around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like the, those big guys that are like the end of Big Ben's career right. was not great yeah. either. So, I mean, I do think athleticism is catching up there, but mm-hmm. I think if you just go down and look year to year, I think first round picks are basically 50 50 as it is in terms of being like really good players. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying like 50 50 complete bust versus like good players, but like if you're going to be really, really good, not very, not very many of them are locked in in the first round. So, I, my line of thinking yesterday about Richardson was just like, man, I'd like to buy a lottery ticket. Everyone's Take looking a for chance. the next. Everyone's looking for the next Josh Allen, and you know maybe you don't get him, but maybe you do. Mm-hmm. Maybe you take a Worst chance. Case, he could be a gimmick guy. You throw in there. Like, sometimes you hit. Sometimes you don't. And stuff. You can get him on the field and make something happen. Well, I'd rather not do that to him because that was a disaster this year with Malik Willis. And like mm-hmm. sometimes friends are like, well, we got Malik already. Like Malik's not anywhere in the equation for me. But I would like to buy and, and roll the dice on a big-time quarterback, and you're going to have to trade up to get Stroud or, or Young. I don't really want to do that because I'm not sold on either one of those guys. Yeah. Maybe Bryce Young is a stud, but he's also 5'10 and a half, and that makes yeah. me a little nervous. Well, and then you got a guy like uh, Will Levis, you know? If he was an 11 and we drafted him, I would probably be a little upset about it just because he doesn't have the same athleticism as Richardson, I've but never, I could probably talk myself into it. I've never watched him play and thought he was – Going to be a, a successful next level guy, but maybe he's the one that is. But you, you wouldn't know? have, you wouldn't have. Again, it just keeps coming back. At least there's one guy you could point to. You wouldn't have felt that about Josh Allen at, at right. Wyoming, right? And that was against worse competition. I still don't know if I think it about Josh Allen. I think he's a pretty good NFL quarterback. He's probably the third best quarterback in the AFC still. I, I think he has raised Buffalo's uh, pedigree and given them a shot at least to be in the conversation every the, year. The height thing with Bryce Young. Makes you wonder, I mean, because it kind of, body type, it kind of reminds you of Kyler Murray, and I don't like Kyler Murray. Right. But he looks so different from Kyler. The way I, he think he's, I think he's so Bryce's much better. Bryce's poise and just patience and stuff is I like unreal. Bryce a lot. But and he played in the SEC, and there's big linemen in the SEC, too. Like, I'm, I'm not saying Bryce Young's going to be a bust. I'm just looking at, like, cost value. Like, if I'm having to yeah. trade up to the number yeah. one pick to get him, Versus just staying at 11 and drafting someone like Richardson. I think I'd rather just draft someone like Richardson and take my yeah, chances. That's where you're going at the – if you're drafting a position, play, like a yeah. quarterback, that's yeah, that's probably the smarter move. Is Bryce Young going to be the best player, best quarterback? Maybe. Maybe Ooh. even probably. But, like, Bryce would I trade yes. four picks for him? Would I, would I invest three or four draft mm-hmm. picks for him? I don't know. Who will be the next quarterbacks after Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud? Next year's Caleb Williams, and, like, everyone's going to be really wanting I mean, Caleb Williams. I mean in this class. Oh, who, who will be the next? Levis and uh, Richardson are the – Richardson's been flying up draft boards from the talk. I'm sure he'll put up big combine numbers and continue that. I would trend. take Richardson over Levis oh, if he's too. your other option. C- CBS Sports had had Richardson as the number one pick overall last week. Remember we talked about that? Yeah. I would take I him. I don't know who it was over there riding, a, riding it or whatever, but that's what they were projecting. I'd take him over Will Levis if that's your third best option behind Stroud and Bryce Young. Yeah, I, I Who are I the agree. other quarterbacks? Is so there some guy from, like, Wisconsin I mean, or Hinton somewhere? Hooker. There's Hinton Hooker. There's All right, so, like, just running through this latest mock draft that Kuiper put out. I don't even know how Kuiper really ranks or whatever, but he's the, the guy that ESPN puts in front of us. They got Young and Stroud at the top two. Will Levis at five. They got uh, Anthony Richardson at number nine to Seattle. So there's four quarterbacks in the top nine. Which that was also surprising to me. So many people was like, "I'd be fine with taking Richardson at 11. Like, act like mm-hmm. I was dumb, but like that's pretty much where he's going to end up going. Like people yeah. are going to like talk themselves. The narrative in. says pushed it up. I think you so, got to remember about these people you engage with online that they're pretty dumb. They're just not as smart as me, right? You you can't you can't hold it against them. Darnell Wright all the way up to number 16 in Kuiper's last draft. Mm. It's pretty good as a guy that looked like he was going to be a second round pick. Even before he got to the combine, I guess the senior day really helped him because yeah, he's all the way up to Darnell Wright. He's all the way up to number sixteen. Oh, Darnell Wright is. Yeah. So okay, that's cool. So you're pretty confident we'll have a first rounder then. I feel I would bet money that we have a first rounder at least one. We have, we have two with Jalen Hyatt, but I feel very confident we'll have at least one. Should have one. So okay, so so far the quarterbacks are yeah, just top four in the top ten, then Stroud, nobody Young, for the rest. Yeah, Richardson and uh, who Levis was Levis. five and Richardson was nine. Yeah, and then after that you get Levis to like Hooker. People, some people really love the quarterback out of Stanford. That's kind of just a measurable thing too. That's a big like six five guy. 
Um, the Stanford that quarterback? Runs like that pro-style system yeah. that usually translates decently. Going to pass on him. He'll probably be the one that hits. Hooker yeah. has a Hooker <laughs> yeah. has a chance to be the fifth quarterback. He also has a chance. I saw some people saying they had taken third as the third quarterback. A guy from NFL.com. I mean, if the other two it. guys you're looking at are uh, the quarterbacks from Kentucky and Florida, I mean, Will Levis never saw him do anything, and Richardson has questions. I've watched Hendon Hooker play. Thought he went toe to toe with Bryce Young pretty well. And they talk about how good he throws the deep ball and how well he understands offense. And I, I'm just too ingrained in college system. Like I, I don't know. Like I said earlier, I just I don't know how it translates. But the good thing is I don't know if anybody knows. So. I don't know. I've been pretty good at it. You have? Yeah, I love this stuff. I was a huge Mahomes guy when he was coming out. I loved Mahomes. Is there any record of that, or just you saying that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got friends you can talk about. I used to play, you know, the NCAA football game. We used to when we updated the rosters every year. His senior year, I would play only with Texas Tech, and everybody's like, "Why are you picking Texas Tech?" And I was like, "Oh, because this quarterback's the this truth. This quarterback's the future." And I used to play with him. Interesting. All the time. Interesting. Did you think he'd have two Super Bowls by now? Not, but no, I did not. But I also thought. Kansas City was a perfect situation. I mean, that was just catching lightning in the bottle, I think. The Bears could have had him. But maybe the Bears would have ruined him. Who knows? Yeah, it's possible. Knew Zach Wilson was going to be a bum. I don't think the league is really that easy to predict. No, yeah, and quarterback's the hardest position, too, the, the pick. I don't think most people who make a living doing it really know either. No, and a lot of the guys they put in front of you, they make their mock – like, they have a baseline level, but a lot of their mock drafts and stuff, they, like, shift people around to basically, like, get talking points, start narratives. Like, that's why you yeah, have, like, yeah. the guys they're jump around. They're TV guys. Yeah, they're yeah. just trying to get talking points. They're not actually yeah. trying to show you where people are actually going to go. They're trying to just get you talking about stuff. Yeah. And yeah, we got some spring training baseball. Bags don't look that much bigger to me. So they made the bases bigger? I yeah. It doesn't look that much bigger to me. They're not much bigger. They're just a little bit bigger. Where's this at? Somewhere in Florida? I imagine so. I think they're either in Florida or Arizona. I don't know where they're at. Is that where all baseball teams do their spring training? Spring training? Yeah, for the most part, I'm pretty sure. I think there's two different leagues. Well, this looks like it's actually in New York. Would you live in Arizona? Is this actually just in New York? There's no way this is. No, it says Florida down there. Well, it says visit Florida. But it's got, like, the Mets stuff on it, and it has, like, the city stuff on it. Where the hell is this? I imagine it's, like I said, either. It must be the Mets spring training place. I'm saying Florida. That's that's true. They do have different places. It says St. Lucius right there on the. Port St. Lucie. Yeah. Segment is brought to you by Linderman Sports Medicine. Located in Memphis, Tennessee, but people come from all over. To get back in the game of life with Linderman Sports Medicine. If you want to get back on your bike, back to the gym, or walk at the park and just have a healthier lifestyle, visit LindermanSportsMedicine.com to see more of the amazing work being done by Dr. Laura Linderman as Cody uses her YouTube TV. LindermanSportsMedicine.com. Send us to break. Let's talk sports on Fan Run Radio. All right, it's 144. I told you guys to get turning left ready as we bring back uh, three or four people's favorite segment. <laughs> At least. At least. Although that was before this guy eats, so maybe it's maybe it's not their favorite anymore. I don't know. Cam, hit the music. I want you to go back out on that track and hit the pace car. Hit the pace car? Hit the pace car! What for? Because you hit every other damn thing out there, I want you to be perfect! Even on there, aren't you scared of the competition? I'm just as poor and stupid as you! I'm gonna drive and I'm gonna go fast and I'm gonna turn to the left again! Can we just get back to the subject of racing, please? Hell, <laughs> bring it on, Danica! Son of a bitch just slammed into me! No, he didn't slam into you, he didn't bump you, he didn't nudge you, he rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. Dude, check it out, Kenny! My very own NASCAR! Oh, cool, huh, Kenny? Beep. 
Happy! There's only one good thing about coming to these races. The vibrations from the cars. Oh, love this Cam, what happened in NASCAR this weekend? Oh, boy. We made some history this weekend. History? Yeah, we had some history this weekend. Well, hold on. That's a good tease. Cam, Cody, what happened in your NASCAR last night? Well, last night I uh, began a race at Richmond, okay. which I advanced to the front. I got all the way up to first place. Where and then you start? You're, you're doing a good job. You're doing a bad job 40th. of setting the scene. 40th. You started 40th. I don't qualify. You don't bother with qualifying? No, no, no. What difficulty are you racing on? Hard. Are you doing this in a cup series? Are you racing yes. a full season? Yes. Where, well, where, no, where, no. Not a full season. I just, we just pick a track. We put it on hard and we pick a track. So you're not doing a full season? You're trying to win no, I'm just. I was racing bear, and I raced miles and my friends. We just we pick oh, tracks. Oh, so you're not you're not racing like franchise mode. No, no, no. We just pick out tracks and run races. Oh, okay. So anyway, I was dominating so the race. You, four of you playing at the same well, time. Well, sometimes other people play, or three of you. No, I mean, two people play at one two time. Two people at one time. Yeah, okay. yeah, split screen. Okay. So anyway, I got to first. Who are you racing with? Clint Boyer. Why Clint Boyer? Just picked him. I picked different drivers. What number is he? Fourteen. What color car? I was using an alternate paint scheme. It was oh, you go a, ahead and change the paint a, pet, a pet theme. I hate so he's like the guy that. that was sitting there for I five minutes like adjusting that. everything. Oh, I hate playing games with people like that. The hell? They have to go in and change the uniforms and do all this. And change no, 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 there's no, there, there's go, no go in and do anything. You go change the playbook. You got to do all this stuff. Like, just play the game, bro. There's no change it up and yeah, you, go, you turn just it to my '97 Bulls jersey. You go wear the black and red. There's no change in anything. You push square twice. Like there's, there's just different paint yeah, schemes you can choose. Yeah, you're that guy. All right, so who was I am uh, not changed uniform so guys. Who was Bear racing with? Uh, he picked uh, who did he? I don't remember who he picked. But the the basically right, what happened in the first race is I tr- I was first trying to win the race. He kept wrecking the field. He he and he would just charge was he doing it on purpose. Trying yeah, to help you? well, no, no, he was he would, trying to wreck people that way you could get out. No, he's trying like, to wreck people because he because he couldn't race. He was charging into the corners at full speed, uh, bro. It's <laughs> Richmond. It's a short track. He's charging in full speed, taking out the field, hitting the wall, bouncing off. He caused so many cautions that we ran. <laughs> they didn't black flag him. No, not a, we had. We don't have black flags. So you don't really have game. it on hard mode, then you have it. No, it's on hard. We, uh, but you, it's like well, turning the could, salary. It's like turning the salary cap off in Madden. Bro, just say you've never played a NASCAR. I game. played NASCAR you games, could, and I got black flag because I used to shoot paintballs at them. I shoot. I shot bubbles at them, and I got black flag. Like you couldn't do that whenever. This you're is not the NASCAR season. Rumble. No, this is NASCAR '98. That's when I played, and there was a L1, 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 L2, 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 R1, 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 R2, 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 select, and then you got to shoot paintballs out of your car. That's not exactly realistic. I know, but I got black flag, so, I mean, I understand NASCAR. Don't say I never played NASCAR games, bro. Bro. Well, anyway, we, uh, so I, I ran the... I real NASCAR came, if you get involved in, like, four wrecks intentionally, they give you a black flag, and just, you're out of here. Just, here's what I want you to remember from the, This is how many green-white checkers we had to do, okay? The race was, like, 42 laps, and we ran, like, 123 laps with overtime. That's how many green-white checkers we had to do. And you let this guy come over and play? I didn't know it was going to be like this. If someone drove like that and ruined my like experience, I'd be like, you can't come over and play anymore. I had the race one tell 15 my mom, times. i tell my mom to call their mom and be like, hey, so, you know, we, they didn't really vibe well. He can't come over and play no more. It's we're bad busy. vibes. We're, vi- we're busy every day this week. We're going to church. Vacation well, he, Bible study. That was the first race, and I ended up. I so mean, did you win? Oh, yeah, of course. I ended up winning the race, but, I mean, still yet, it's just a disastrous finish trying to get to the white flag i don't know if i buy that you play on hard just for the record okay well why don't you come over and i'll put it on expert and i'll go oh, win at bristol okay oh, so hard's not the level. hardest no okay. no we play on hard because everybody can play on hard okay okay never mind but but i, I play, thought hard was the hardest but I, i'll play on expert at bristol and i'll win while in bristol this is my best track i can maybe win on expert at talladega but there's no way i could do expert you at like cannot win. michigan you cannot win starting 40th at any of these on expert. I don't believe that for a second. Mm-hmm. I definitely can. I don't I, believe it. I definitely can at Bristol. I don't believe it. 
Dude, when I raced Bristol, I lapped the field. I'm on, s- I'm so good at running expert. Bristol. I normally just race it on hard because that's normally what we play on. But Cam, you buying this? Nope. Cam Bear has informed me that he has beat you out of Cam, track. Cam came and played. Wait, Bear's beaten you? He has not beaten me. He Cam- has said he has won at Darlington. <laughs> he did not win at Darlington. He did absolutely not win at Darlington. So first race you won, then what happened in the second race? Is that you versus Miles now at this point? I can't remember the second race. We did race at Darlington, and how we, how we both did a segment on. You don't remember the. We both finished poorly at Darlington, from what I remember. Okay. Again, because there kept being so many cautions. Another thing is when the guy you're playing with causes so many cautions, yeah, it's hard to pick up ground. Yeah, it kick like, him off the game because you need a lap to get into the flow of the race. Yeah, and like you can't really pass anybody if you're if under you were, caution. The whole I guess time. if you were like behind though, and they. Got a little distance. It would help if your teammate was wrecked. Well, yeah, if you're behind. Bear's adamant he finished ahead of you. I'm never behind. I'm not behind. I'm not behind, guy. I'm always in front. I don't know. He said Miles beat you at Daytona. Wow, we're getting. Mm. This is like whenever Cody Coy was like he was so good at college football, and then we had somebody's like I beat Cody like seventy five to twenty or something like that, <laughs> oh, which yeah. did never happen. That's what Who Nathan said all yeah, the time yeah. that he would always dominate. Oh well, he's really good. Well, that's what I he's, just said. Well, no, he's like super good. Well, that's what I just said. I was ranked in the top one hundred yeah, in the world, we, but then we found out that you used to get blown out by somebody regularly. Well, okay, I mean, you know, and then I cover uh, the spread. Okay, I mean, like. Scotty Pippen wasn't as good as Michael Jordan, but yeah. he's still one of the best basketball players got, in the world. He never got on the TV acting like he was like so great. I didn't either. Yeah, he kind of did. No, I, I, I was top 100 in the world. That's not to say nobody could beat me. I hadn't played in like 10 years and I easily I was top spread. 100 in the world. All right? So that's not to say I couldn't be beaten by somebody, but yeah, I was. Anyways, Cam. Nathan, but, uh, if Nathan kept playing, he'd be maybe the best player in the world. He was really good. What uh, what what happened in actual racing? That was a terrible idea. Going letting Cody talk about his video game. I don't know why you chose to. Well, we had some history. We were that was in more important Fontenot. than reading. I was I was supposed to do a book segment, but you're not finished with it. So, sorry. Go ahead. We had two history. days. What? We we're at Fontana, 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 Fontana. We were at Fontana this week for the last race ever. There, they are no longer in the Cup Series after this. And the place where Kyle Busch. Got his first career victory. He comes back and he sets the record for most consecutive seasons with a victory with How about 19. That? 19 consecutive seasons? Yep. Breaking Petty's record. That's pretty impressive just to race 19 consecutive seasons, but this guy's out here winning 19 years in a row? Yep. He's had a new victory as he won the race this past weekend. Um,. Just crazy race. Largest wreck we have ever had at this track. Cam ten cars. Ten cars went down at one time. A Huge ten wreck. car pile up at oh, Auto yeah. Club Speedway? You're no, gonna be kidding me. Yeah, that was the biggest even. one ever here. Cam didn't even. This is normally this one of the most oh, boring I was, tracks. I was locked in. Cam went, didn't watch the race. You didn't even remember the NASCAR game you played for eight out for six hours yesterday. How long do these races take whenever you play? How long does it take to I run mean, 42 laps? I mean, about 30 we minutes? run 13% of race length, so each, well, I'm saying, each but race is but like 45, 42. Yeah, 20 to 30 minutes. I don't know. That's a lot for one game. I guess that's a standard Fifth if you're win for Kyle Busch at this, at this uh, track. 61st of his career. First time Cam while he's under Richard Childress racing. A few, few races. Is that true, Cam? I did what? I said I beat your ass at the game. I said I beat Cam's ass at the game. I was not in the right mental state to be uh, playing NASCAR. Uh, it was a really good lesson about not – Drinking and driving is what it was. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just became chaotic because I didn't know I am doing, good so. at this game. I just want you to know. I'm good at it. I'm good at a different mindset. I'm not claiming to be the world's best ever or whatever, but I'm pretty good at it. You Here's, here's what I'll say. You couldn't find anyone you know who could beat me at Bristol. I know the computer. I want to see you beat the expert computer on a full race length. A full race? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody does that. Yeah. Well, we're good. A full race. Sounds like you're not an expert. You, we're making you run a 500-lap race at Bristol. If Miles will let me bring the PlayStation in tomorrow, I'll do it during the show. <laughs> 500 laps on expert. 
I want to see your draft, your uh, your pit strategy. Because I feel like on 42 laps on Bristol, I don't know how. I don't know if they make you pit. Uh, do you even have to pit in these oh, races? Oh, yeah, you're going to have to pit. No, what, what, on ours? On 13%? Yeah. No, we don't pit. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, you're not real you're racing. playing the game, bro. Oh, my god. You don't gosh. get to have so your you're little not even, you're not even pitting in It's these? not set that's up not to pit. not real racing. It's not set up oh to pit. Oh, my God. It's not set up to pit. That's I the mean, funnest part. I'll pit. I mean, I can pit. All right. Here's what we're going to do. 500 laps tomorrow. I'll bring expert the level, in. Expert level. And we'll think of a punishment if you don't win. Nobody runs a full race when they play these I games. I used to. I used to, <laughs> I used to too. Used to. When yeah. I had the NASCAR, I thought that's what you're supposed yeah, to do. In the summer, one night a race is what I would always do. I used to get or so mad because I would never win the, the championship because yeah. I would not be winning much. I would do good. I just couldn't do The road course has always derailed me. I could not ever. This is before this damn uh, chase and playoff and all that. This is just the Winston Cup back in the day. And if you... If you couldn't do anything at the uh, road course, you had no chance of winning. Ace always finished like dead last. Bear said he'd come race me tomorrow during talk sports at Bristol. <laughs> then we're going to run the whole race under caution. Yeah, no, Bear's not playing. We can't run a whole co- no, race no, no. under caution. You can come watch quietly, but can he's, I not, do, he's not racing. Can I do Talladega full race? That's not, wait, I thought you just it said just, no one could beat you at Bristol. They can't, but I just think Talladega would be more fun. I mean, they're both fun. I'll do either one. But oh well, I just rather go and you do Bristol. That way, there's no excuses when you don't win Talladega. Okay, Bristol's my best track. I mean, I'll definitely dominate Bristol on expert mode. Okay, I can't believe you don't have faith in me at Bristol. I don't. Not on expert mode. We'll see what you got. I just don't. You're not even a pit. You don't even pit. Everything you just told me about yeah, how good you are the game. That's it how it's set up when you play multiplayer. It's like they you race thirteen percent. I'm pretty sure I used to multiplayer pit on the games I used to have. Yeah. He talked about how easy it was to change his car, but he couldn't hit the two buttons well, to make bro, it thirty percent race. We we race together, and like everybody races the same. I would be fine with doing that, but nobody wants so to. So if do everyone's that. racing together and racing at the same time, what would it matter if the race was fifteen minutes longer? Because everyone would then get their extra fifteen. Well, minutes me, and I, I mean, me and Miles ran one the other day where we did have to pit because we did a longer race length. Like it's not a big deal if you don't pit. It's I mean, it doesn't count if you don't pit. You're gonna pit under caution anyway because there's gonna be cautions. So. Well, Nobody's got a pit strategy. Okay, well, we'll see if you bring the play. Just so you don't know about the game, bro. I you're playing. I on play a, the real version. A neutered game, version. Yeah, of the you, game. you play like well, you just you might as well be drag racing out there. Well, you want to you want to talk all this. You want to talk tough. Why don't you race me, tough guy? I thought we banned these things. How about you race me, Mister Tough Talking over well, here? I mean, if we're gonna do the version that that's who do you think you are, Earnhardt? If we're doing the bastardized version where I don't have to pit because I don't know how to pit, then sure. All right, well, we'll do a full race then. You race me. See, see how well, well you fare. I have to learn fare. how to pit first. I haven't pitted. Oh, got to learn how. That's I, the point. Yeah. Novices like myself can't come on there and pit because mm. I don't know how. Well, he doesn't yeah. pit anyways. Well, that's so. what I'm saying. We're you don't know really how to drive into the pit lane? I don't know what the buttons are. You, Back in the day when I played, you had to do certain things to line up the tires and everything, and I wasn't ever very good at that. Mm. But if we're playing the kitty version, if we're playing the yeah, JV yeah. version of no pits, well, then hey, I, I, can, I can hold I'll on. race you anywhere, any, any way you want, any track, anything you want. Any difficulty, any pit, you know, I mean, I, I'm just get on here talking tough. Hour two of the books, we'll kick off hour three of headlines.